Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Tuesday, December 5th. Coming up, now that the federal COVID-19 emergency declaration is over, millions of low-income people are being kicked out of programs like Medicaid and food assistance. We'll hear why. But first, some headlines. Groups that help Kansans pay for abortions saw a sharp rise in requests for help in 2023. But Rose Conlin of the Kansas News Service reports money is tight. The Kansas Abortion Fund says more Kansans are asking for help paying for abortions than ever before. Higher demand at Kansas clinics means people are waiting for appointments later in pregnancy or traveling out of state, which both make getting an abortion more expensive. Board member Josh Siebenaller says at the same time, donations are down as public attention on abortion rights wanes. We've seen a 37 percent decrease from last year. And yeah, I think there's not going to be any way to replicate the surge that we saw. That mirrors national trends at groups that help people access abortions across state lines. Parents across the region are reeling after federal charges allege a Johnson County pediatric neurologist tried to produce explicit content, including children. Dr. Brian Albers is charged with attempting to produce and possessing child sexual abuse images. Lenexa resident Erica Morrison's daughter has been a patient of Albers for nearly 10 years. Morrison says she's devastated and in shock about the allegations, and she's angry with how Overland Park Regional Hospital, where Albers used to work, is handling the situation. Morrison says she never received a letter or phone call explaining why Albers was leaving. I think it should be the hospital's responsibility to be helping us navigate through this. They should have some kind of grieving counselors or something for us to talk to. Morrison says she's scrambling to find another specialist for her daughter and to refill prescriptions. A spokesperson for the hospital says there's no indication the allegations involve patients and hospital staff are working to help them. The Johnson County Sheriff's Office is up for election in 2024, and sitting Sheriff Calvin Hayden has two challengers. Kyle Palmer reports both are avoiding focusing on the political conspiracies that Hayden has touted while in office. Let's start with the person who uh, just filed most recently, the Prairie Village Police Chief Byron Roberson. He has worked on the Prairie Village Force since 1995, steadily rising up the ranks. And he really emphasizes um, a change in leadership at the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. That's what he says. He uh, touts his endorsement from several uh, former Johnson County police chiefs um, and also emphasizes in, in the need for enhancing communication between the Sheriff's Office and local police departments. The other person who's also filed is former undersheriff Doug Bedford of DeSoto. So he is a former under of Hayden. Once was a Navy SEAL, did work for the Johnson County Sheriff's Office for nearly 25 years. Um, On his website, he emphasizes uh, three things, transparency, trust, and teamwork. We'll be back after this. During the COVID-19 federal emergency declaration, states were banned from kicking people off of Medicaid and the food assistance program SNAP. Those protections ended earlier this year, and now states have been kicking millions of people off of those programs for no longer meeting eligibility requirements. Samantha Liss is a reporter for KFF Health News based in St. Louis. She's been covering this process known as Medicaid unwinding, and she says it's been difficult for the people who rely on these programs. 
So how did the COVID-19 pandemic change who was eligible to stay on Medicaid and other services? One way to really think about it is you should think of the process that we're in right now, the Medicaid Unwind, as an end to a pandemic protection. So rewind to the early days of the pandemic, millions of Americans were able to keep their Medicaid insurance coverage during a global pandemic. So in other words, states were barred from kicking people off Medicaid, which makes sense, right? Lawmakers decided it was imperative that people hold on to their insurance during a global pandemic. And so the program grew by millions of people all across the country. And so right now, states have this overwhelming tasks of rechecking many millions of people to see if they still qualify based on their income and other measures for Medicaid. And how is that process going in Missouri? It's it hasn't been a smooth process. It it has not been an easy process for everyone. There's been long waits People have to call in. People are confused. They wait a long time on the phone trying to get answered. And I think most glaringly, many kids have been dropped from Medicaid through this unwinding process. And and there's a reason why that's concerning some people is because in many states, including Missouri, Medicaid is a very generous program, meaning kids can qualify up to 300% of the federal poverty level. So based on their parents or their caretakers income. And so if we're seeing large amounts of kids losing coverage, knowing that the program is generous for kids, that's raising some alarm bells for folks. And in fact, for the first five months of this whole process of sifting through people's eligibility and whether they still should be covered, uh, nearly half of all coverage losses were children. And there's an important distinction here too. In the state of Missouri and in other states, not everyone is going through the full determination process, right? They're losing coverage for procedural reasons. That's a term that states use. And what it means is the state wasn't able to make a decision one way or the other. They lacked enough information to determine whether folks should retain their coverage. And so I think that's what's concerning a lot of folks, federal regulators included. And so in Missouri, starting January 1, kids will no longer be booted from the Medicaid program. They can stay on for an additional 12 months. How is this affecting families that are on Medicaid? This is what we've tried to, we've tried really hard to tell these stories because when people lose coverage, um, it severs their access to healthcare services. And so this process right now is a giant upheaval to our insurance coverage for millions of Americans. And that's one 
lingering question that's going to take some time to play out. I think one key question that we all need to be very concerned about and paying attention to is for the folks who lose coverage, how many of them become uninsured because the financial burdens and the stress for folks who lose insurance coverage, it's very real and it's serious because it severs their ability in many instances to continue healthcare services, prescriptions, or to really be well. So you mentioned in your story uh, that in Missouri, there's actually a federal lawsuit against the state because these services are so hard to access. Where does that suit stand? So the case that was filed here in Missouri over the inability to access food aid, that federal lawsuit is ongoing. In many states, the same offices that are trying to determine whether people still qualify for Medicaid are the same offices that are trying to determine whether folks qualify for food aid. And so the unwinding has put an enormous pressure on these offices to thumb through the applications for both of these services that are critical and it's overwhelmed some of these offices. So the effect on folks trying to get food aid has really hampered their ability to get food aid because At the same time, these staffers are trying to process whether millions of people are still eligible for their health insurance. So what is next with this issue? You know, what can people who use Medicaid and and SNAP and other services expect in the months and years to come? I think what advocates who I talk to would tell them is make sure when you're interacting with the Medicaid offices, it's really important to have updated contact information because we know a lot of the reason behind why folks are losing coverage is because letter important letters that alert them to whether a coverage change is coming um, is sent through snail mail. And so it's really important that they reach back out to these offices or a federally qualified health center to update their addresses and phone numbers to help really keep them connected to the program. So if something were to change um, or the program needs to reach them to verify whether or not they're still, they should still be on or covered by Medicaid, that the state is able to reach them. And so I think that's one thing that many advocates told me is it's imperative that people update their contact information, um, especially their addresses and especially their phone numbers. That was Samantha Liss of KFF Health News. You can read her story at kcur.org or at kffhealthnews.org. A previous version of this episode incorrectly stated the number of people who have lost Medicaid coverage during Medicaid unwinding in Missouri. 131,000 people have lost coverage. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. 
Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow.